This is Gemara and the daf for the seventh day of Hanukkah, the seventh night will be Matzei Shabbos. The learning for today is sponsored as a special Shidduch for Shleima ben Libi Zahava. The learning of the entire Chaburah on Rosh Chodesh Teves on Rosh Chodesh Hanukkah. The, all the learning of the Chabura and Chanukah should be a tremendous chos that Shlomo ben Libi Zahava Shemir Tashem find a ziva gaga in a bekara imamish. As well as today's learning should be a special chos to the Neshama Penina Bas or Avdai Ver, who, as well by a close friend of the Dav, whose Neshama should be higher and higher in, in Ganeidin Shalmaila. As well as the chos for Hashem Shalyos Ben Nivvedi Ben Nivvedi Chaim Mesayim Ben Nivvedi Zerbat Siyanti to Basim Mesayim Sayyim Sayyim Ben Zerbat Siyanti to Basim Mesayim Sayyim 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 we're holding on the bottom of Chav Aleph Ahmed Bey's two lines from the bottom. And we're in the middle of discussing the fabulous traits of Abba Omna, a doctor. And we saw yesterday as he was greeted from Shamayim and they sent him Shalom every single day. And the incredible practices that we had, the fact that he had Sneas, he kept the men and women separately, a special shirt to protect that he didn't have to look at a woman while treating her. The fact that he gave Tzedakah, he didn't take money from those who didn't have, he allowed the Tamidi Chachamim not only to not pay, but to take money. And now the Gemara continues, with stories about Amma Omna. So the Gemara, two lines at the bottom of Chaval Mugayis, teaches us, who, if you remember, was one of the people that the Gemara mentioned as well, got Shalom from heaven only once a week, and Rava was once a year. Just to highlight that point about eight lines up, Abaya was called Mal Yomadi Shabbata, and Rava was called Yomadi Kibura, whereas Abba Omna was each and every day. So Abaya wanted to know what is so special about this Abba Omna that they're saying Shalom to him each and every day. So he sent a group of Rabbanim to go and check out Abba Omna, Osvinova, Chlinova, Shaklinu. They came, Abba Omna fed them, he sat them down, he gave them to drink. Umach and what happened? Bistrakavalaila. And at night he opened up some bed, some cats, a mattress, some woolen rug for them to sleep on at night as we turn over to Chavezam and Aleph. Litzafra in the morning, Karachinu v'shaklinu. These Rabbanan who came to stay by Ab Omna, they rolled up their matches, the rug that they were given to sleep, and they took it with them. Interesting, they're taking their bed with them. And they took it to the marketplace. And then what happens? To sell. And lo and behold, and Abba Omna comes to the marketplace and he sees these two that slept the night before by him are selling the rugs, the rolls that he gave them to sleep on them. Amar lei, Abba Omna says, the Shamei, one more time. Amar lei, so the Tamid Chacham said to Abba Omna, Evaluate these rugs, Umar, and tell us how much they're worth. I mean, they were offering Abu Omna to buy the rugs that they quote unquote stole from him. So Abu Omna responds, Looks like they're worth such and such price. So the two Talmudim said to him, How do you know? Maybe they're worth more. Amr Leis, I wouldn't say, you know, I know. That's what I bought them for. Amr Leis, they respond to him. Amr Leis, so they respond. Excuse me, Amr Leis, one more time. Didach Ninu. 
They are yours. And we took them. So Abba gave a fair value. He said, I know the cost because I know what they were purchased for. And they said, oh, by the way, they're yours. So Amrulais, they said to him, He said, Abba tell us, what did you suspect us? Well, he walked away with your rugs. You see us selling them. We asked you for the value. He gave us the value. We asked you to double check. And you never said a word. So Abba what were you thinking? I thought, maybe, you Rabbanan, you have to ransom zone from jail. when you're embarrassed, to ask me for money. So Amrulay, they said, So they said, no, we're just coming to see that you're such a great person. You know what, take the rugs back to yours. says, from the moment I saw you take them from my house, I left my das, I decided that, they're not mine. I gave up. I was miyayish on them, Litzdaka, and I decided that these should be for Tzedaka. And that's the end of the story. The Gemara is showing the incredible attributes of Abba Umna that immediately didn't suspect, immediately thought, and even at the end of the day says, it's going to Tzedaka. Says the Gemara in the first wide line, the Rava. Rava felt bad. Because Rava knew Abaye got Shalom each and every once a week. And Rava only had it once a year by Yom Kippur. Amrulei. Amrulay, so he said to him, It's enough that your whole city, Rava, you protect. Meaning, Rava, don't feel so bad. You're also a great person. You protect your whole city with your schosim. Continues the Gemara, Rabbraika Chazai, Havishrika Beshuka. Rabbraika Chazai used to go to the marketplace, the Bay Lefet, in Bay Lefet, Havishrika, Leo Gabain, Leo Navi would appear to him and they would schmooze in the market. Amr Leis, or Rabbraika Chazai says to Leo Navi, by Shukavar, Lama Dasi, in this marketplace, is there anyone that's going to Elam Haba? Amr Leis, Lai. As they were talking, Chazal Ugav, a certain person shows up, Avisayim Misane, Ochmi, he's wearing black shoes, Lo Rami Chuti, the Zechelda Beglime, and he's not wearing tzitzis. So again, this person, Rabbrek Chazal, Eliyah and Navi are schmoozing, no one here is going to Elam Haba, and all of a sudden shows up a guy with black shoes, not wearing tzitzis. Amar Leis, Eliyah and Navi, Haibar Elam Adasiu, this guy is going to Elam Haba. Rod by Sri, they chased after him. Amar Leis, my Avdecha, what do you do? Amar Leis, he responded, Zelda, in the Vatalamacha, I have to go right Right now, I'll tell you tomorrow. Lamarch the next day, my Avdecha, what do you do, Amrlay? Zundukna, no. I'm a jailkeeper, as Rashi over here points out. Zundukna is a shamer. You know what I do? I make sure the men are in one jail cell and the women are in a separate jail cell. And I put my personal bed between the two jail cells. So that the men and women don't mingle and I'm in the middle making sure nothing happens. And if I ever see that this young Jewish girl that the Gayim are looking at her, I risk my life, and I save her. And he tells a story. The jailkeeper says, one day, there was a girl who was betrothed. She had Eris in Gabon that was in jail. That the guy put her eyes in her. Shockly, do die, do her. So the jailkeeper says, you know what I did? I took the leaves of wine, and I threw it on this girl's skirt. And I said, look, she's a nida, she's menstruating, she's seeing dam, in order to prevent the Goyim from doing anything to her. So this person, this jailkeeper, seemingly was an incredible Jew, a wonderful tzaddik. So Amr Leis, Rav 
says to him, "My time Why you do you not have tzitzis on your clothing? And why are you wearing black shoes?" I'll tell you. I live in I go and I mingle amongst the goyim. You know why? I don't want them to know I'm Jewish. Why? Because when the when the kingdom would make a gezera, the rabban and I could hear because they don't suspect I'm a Jew, and I go tell the rabban. Beautiful. So they asked again, so why when we came over to you? And we asked you what you do, Vamrali, you know you said, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Why? Why didn't you tell me right then? So he says, At that moment I heard a decree. Let me first immediately go tell the Rabbanans. So they could dive in for the decree, and that's why I told you we'll talk about this tomorrow. As they were talking, also Hanach Trey, two other people showed up. So the Navi says these two people also are going to Eilam Haba. Also the Gabbai, they went over to them. What do you do? We're comedians. We make those sad. We cheer them up. So a wonderful attribute of making someone happy brought these two people straight to Eilam Haba. When we see people that are in a fight, we work to make peace between the two of them. Two incredible stories. One of the jailkeeper who made sure that there was no mingling between the man and the woman. He made sure to tell the Rabbanan if anything was going wrong. And secondly, these two comedians, that either they were comedians or they made shalom between people. And these were the people that were going to Eilam Habo. Says the Gemara, The following items we said in the Mishnah are about 25 lines from the bottom. The two dots, first one line is Shlama. The following items we cry out everywhere and we said if, if the crop is windblast or yellow, if there's different types of locusts. The windblast, the yellowing, the two different types of locusts and the wild animals. Even a littlest bit of wind blast or yellowing on the crop, we cry out. But Arba Vichasil, we see one wing, one little wing of a locust. Right away, we're going to, or not, I shouldn't say one little wing, one winged creature, Rashi explains, it. we cry out. And we continue by saying a wild animal. Now what does this mean? So Rashi directly across points out that when we have a way of seeing, and the Gemara now is going to tell us what that is, but when we have a way of seeing that it's that this animal is being strange, it's more than the norm. And it seems, ah, you know what this animal is doing here? It's a sign from up above. It's minashamayim. Then we're masriyin aleo. But if we see an animal, but we have a reason to assume it's not a sign from heaven, we do not cry out from it. And now the Gemara explains, ezi mishulachas, ezi yishayin mishulachas, how do we know the difference? Explains the Gemara a bunch of ways. Nearest be here, mishulachas, wild animals, middle of a city that's quite strange animals don't show them into Times Square that means that it's a heaven sent Simon, we gotta cry right away. But besade in a mishlechus. Beyond during the day, mishlechus again. Animals don't usually roam amongst people. But later, mishlechus. 
sees two people and it chases them. Animals don't normally chase two people for the fact that it's doing that. Must be it's been a but if it hides, it ain't If it grabs two people, that's a clear sign. Heaven sends, but why not? Because animals hungry. That's why it ate. Two people. Also, the guy with another tinnig marisa goes up to the roof and, God forbid, it takes a child from its cradle, Meshulaches. So, a bunch of different ways of ascertaining that indeed this wild animal is not just how we know it's going to be Meshulaches, a heaven sent sign, and we have to cry out right away. As the Gemara go into those few cases, and they get a bit contradictory. First, you told me if you see it in the city, so the mere fact that it's in the city shows its divine scent. We don't have any qualifications, only day or night. But then, you told me only by day. So what's going on? Kasha explains the Gemara. Then the next case, about 10 lines of the bottom. If the animal sees two people and pursues them, so what's the obvious? And now we're going to have a classic Gemara taking a line and saying the implication is contradictory to the next implications. It's contradiction and implications of stira in Diyukim. Says the Gemara, if it sees two people and it chases them, on this. if it doesn't chase them right away, we know, boom, ain't a Mishulach. It's not a divine sent message. Then you told me only if it hides. What's the implication? Then it is Mishulachas. We have a contradiction. If the animal's like Madas, it doesn't hide, but it doesn't pursue. How do we view that? Is that called a divine sent message? Message or not, and explains the Gemara like Kasha Kambesadas Muchla Agam Kambesadish Enos Muchla Agam. One is when it's near the marsh, and one is when it's not near the marsh. And the simple reason being, on the Rashi towards the end of the wide lines, explains that Amda, if it's Enos, excuse me, if it's Muchla Agam, let's go up Rashi about eight lines up. Amda, if it stops, it's not divine scent. Why? Because since it's near the marsh, says Rashi, that's its natural habitat, and therefore it doesn't feel the need to run away. Because it feels it has a place to hide if it needs. It feels comfortable in the Agam. feels comfortable in the marsh. So the fact that it stood still, whereas if it's Enoi Smuchla Agam, if it's not near the marsh, then Rashi explains, Amda, the mere fact that it stopped, that shows its divine sign. Why? Because since it's not its natural place, and it stood there, that shows it's Xerah, because it should have went and I hid. So is the way that we answer up that contradiction. Continues the Gemara, lines at the bottom. Tark but then the next case that even if it just pursues them so is the mere pursuing of the people naked a divine scent or does it have to actually eat them again in the agam in the marsh where the animals it is more natural habitat and therefore it feels more secure and therefore it's more natural for it to go and chase after and kill people therefore the fact that it actually runs after people is not enough that's to actually kill them because it feels more at home in such an area so that's do more to prove that it's a divine scent message says the gemara four lines to the bottom gufa <laughs> 
Also, the Gagmanala Tinimarisa Mishulach has Pshita. Animal goes up and there's a cradle and plucks out the child in the cradle that shows the divine scent. Obviously, for an animal to climb a roof and to go and take the child, obviously, is a divine scent message. Amar Papa explains our Papa, Kikuchi Ditsaidi. We're not talking about a regular cradle, we're talking about a hunter's area, a makeshift structure. It's, not an, it's in also an uninhabited area. So the fact that the animal is there is not necessarily such a chedesh. The fact that it goes in and takes out the child, that's what shows us that is the chedesh. We continue in the mission that we cry out for a sword, an army that passes through the city. It's obvious, it's needless to say, if an army is approaching to destroy your city, of course you cry out. You have a tremendous army that wants to wage war. You know what the Chiddush is? Even if it's an army of peace, they're coming just to pass through your city. They're not coming to fight one iota. Still, you cry out. Says the Gemara, where do we know this? There was no greater story of a sort of peace, more than the person that traveled. The king stumbled. In this regard, so we see that even when it is a cherif shal shalom, even when it is a peaceful army, still we have to cry out because you never know what could happen. Shinamar says the Gemara as we turn over to Chafam and Beis, we get to hear the the story of this army of Bar Nachai traveling through the land of Yeshi, King Yeshiyahu. Malachim and the Bar Nachai sent to messenger saying, Lamar, what is to me to you, King Yehuda? I'm not going to be on you today. Kikel based Malchanti because. My because Kikel based Malchanti because he's referring to his own God as the Gemara is about to say in a moment. And they told me to rush to just go through. So I'm just passing through your city, and he continues and says. May Elikim, do not stop from my God. Again, this is Parin Nechai saying to Yeshua, just let me go through. And I'm not going to harm you. So he sends messengers to King Yeshua saying, I'm just passing through. Says the Gemara, May Elikim, what is the meaning of Elikim in the Apostle? But what happens next? King Yeshua says that because he is putting his faith in Abba, I could fight with him. I could beat him. And therefore the Pesachim continue that what happens when Yeshua Melech goes out to fight and the archer shot at Melech Yeshua and the king said to his servants, to his messengers, have you run Move me, because I've become very, very sick. What happened? entire body was like a sieve. He had swords. Swords. He had arrows piercing straight through his entire body. Now the Gemara explains what exactly did Yoshio do wrong? Why was he punished? King why did you act without asking the Navi? Such an important lesson that we always have to realize. We can never act, of course, without asking a Navi, but if we don't have a Navi, with asking a Rabbeim, with asking a Rabbanon, why did you act without asking? My Darosh, what do we see in the Pasuk? Explains the Gemara, that a sword should not pass through your lands. 
My charev. What is the word? That, so Yeshayahu thought, what does it mean charev? If you're going to tell me that it means a sword not of peace. You know what the problem was? He was right. But he did not realize that his dar did not appear proper in the eyes of Hashem. Meaning, if the generation merits, it's true. Then you're allowed to let an army pass through. But Melch Yeshio did not realize that the people were not worthy, and the fact that he didn't ask Yirmiyahu and Navi was the reason for his downfall. Says the Gemara, as Melch is dying, Chaza Yirmiyahu and Navi sees the mouth, the lips of King Yeshua moving. Could it be that Yeshua Melch is saying something not proper? Amar Agav Sari Gachin Vishamit Kamatzik Aladina. He bent down and he listened to Melch Yeshua. What was he doing? He was making Righteous the judgment from Hashem and Hashem himself. Amar, Tzadiku Hashem, Kipiu Maritu, Mariti. What was he saying? He was saying, Tzadiku Hashem, Kipiu Marisi, for I have disobeyed. Pasach Allah, Yishaita, in that moment, what did Yermiyah and Avi say? Ruach Aleikim, Mashiach Hashem. The brethren Ashol, the Mashiach of Hashem. So what do we see from this whole story? That even if, a cherev shel shalom, a peaceful army is passing through. It's still cause to cry out, as we see from this story, how even King Yeshioah Melech stumbled and faltered for the fact in Nasanavi and, and risked, and not risked, and it cost his life. Says the Gemara, four lines from the wide lines, Maisev Yardus Kenim Yishlaim Narayam, and we learned to the Mishnah that the elders went down Yishlaim to the cities and they made a fast. Why? Because it was green and Ashkelon. The size of an oven that was ruined. Ask the Gamari Bailu Kamali Tanur Tavua Oidilma Kamali Tanur Pas. How much grain has to be ruined to start fasting? Is it to fill up the mouth of the oven with grain? Or to fill up the mouth of the oven with bread? Rashi explains, in those days, they had these ovens, they put the bread on the walls of the oven. So not that much bread went into the oven. So the grain that went into that bread was sufficiently less than the filling up the whole oven with grain. So what is the quantity that deems it necessary to cry out? Explains the Gemara Tashema Kamali Pitanur from the mouth of the oven. We still don't know what that means. Kidarish rift derifta the hadle the pume de tanura says the Gemara, you're right. Take you, it is indeed unclear exactly. Is it referring to the lid of the oven? Is referring to the bread that goes around the opening of the oven? We do not know the exact quantity when we're going to cry out. Says the Gemara in the first white line, by God's Dutinus Al Shahlu Zavin, the Mishnah continued. They make a fast day that the wolves ate up to children. Amr Ula Mishra Shimini Sadhing Maisa Obalu Zavin Shniti Naikis that the the Zave and the wolves swallowed two children. They cooed them and they passed them through their excrement. And they said the flesh is tar, whereas the atzamais, the bones are indeed tameh. The simple reason is that generally a a, 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 a nifter, a corpse, is tameh. So when the wolves ate these two children, the corpse is. At that moment, our Shabitame. But the question is, what happens after it goes through the digestive system of this wolf? Is it still going to be transmitting Toma? And Rashi over here explains that how long did the child stay in the digestive system of the wolf? It must have been for three days, and that's the amount of time it takes for food to be digested. And therefore, the flesh of the body is no longer anything. And therefore, it's no longer Merkabal Toma. Whereas the bones are, therefore, that's the reason why it is Tame. Says the Gemara, four lines 
Whether it's a city that's surrounded by Goyim, Nachrim, or a boat or a, a large boat that's floundering at sea, or if a singular person is being chased by Goyim, even they listen from robbers, from a demon, a shade, al kulon, yachid rashi, the side of his atzvah, but a singular person is allowed to paint himself with a fast. You know why? You're not going to do that. Because maybe you're going to come to need people. You're a weak person. You're fasting. And you're going to have people who are going to have to take care of you. And maybe their people are not going to take care of you. So you're not allowed to, on your own, go and make yourself in a place of sakonam. Or he learned that when the Apostle says, A person became a living being that teaches us that the Neshama in you, you make it stay alive. Therefore, you never let it put yourself into a situation of Sakana. Let's just begin the next Gemara. One last line. What exactly was the Machlekes in the Mishnah? We had a between the Tanikam and the Chachamim, that Shimon Atemani, the Tanikam, says that forever we crowd on Shabbos, and the Chachamim say no. What do the Chachamim argue about? Do the Chachamim say we don't cry at all, or we just don't cry on Shabbos? Explains the Gemara, Tashimat and Masrina, Ladever, Bishabbos, Bezachlan Bachol. Over here, the Tanikam speaks out explicitly. We cry out both Shabbos and weekday, and Rachanim Ben Bitam, Tamidij Ravikiva, Misham Ravikiva, Aimer, Ain Masrina, Ladever, Kaliko, we don't cry at all. So we're assuming that the same way, the Rav Akiva, Mishra Rav Akiva, excuse me, Rav Hanan ben Pitam, was the one that argued similarly the Chacham in our Mishnah arguing, and we see that the opinion of arguing is that we don't cry at all. So assuming in the Mishnah it's the same thing, it's not just that you don't cry on Shabbos, it's you don't cry at all, and Amir Tashem will stop, but we are a pick up from here in the next year.